What a crazy week it's been and weekend that is. So I just started back up in my MMA. I'm so excited about it. I've already been to uh, three classes. I've done two striking classes. One of them was an actual sparring session. And then the other one was a grappling jujitsu training. I forgot how much I missed it. I'm not going to lie. I forgot how much I really loved training in MMA. Will I ever fight again? I don't know. Probably not. Um, if I were to compete, it would probably be in jujitsu. Just because it's safer. I mean, I have a kid. I got a lot to think about in regards to what my life could potentially be like if I lost a MMA fight bad enough to where it did a lot of damage to me. So I would, uh, I'll probably stay with more of the jujitsu side of everything. But with that being said, I do love to train all forms of MMA. So striking, boxing, jujitsu, wrestling, all those things are so much, so much fun in my opinion to train and learn the technicalities of because you never know when you could need it. You could need it to defend yourself at some point in your life. And just having that technical ability, that skill, can go a long way. So that has started up this past week, and I couldn't be more excited about it. Um, I also took Caden sledding with my girlfriend, and that was fantastic. Towards the end there, we had a little bit of a spill. But all in all, it was a great great uh day spent with them we went down this huge hill in versailles and the snow was really icy so we got to go huge huge lengths down that hill and it was such a fun time caden had a blast uh, he's definitely an outdoor kid i tell you what he has been loving the snow being able to build snowmen being able to sled and just be outside if the weather permitted, if it was warm enough for him to be out there. So it, it was a really good weekend with him as well. He's played till he got super tired. Then he had some issues because he was tired. But other than that, all in all, it went super, super well. And it was Super Bowl. It was the Super Bowl this weekend. To be honest, I didn't watch it. I watched the weekend's halftime show. Reading up on it, like the concept behind the halftime show, it makes sense, and it was actually a pretty cool concept behind it. Um, overall, though, his performance was all right. It wasn't my favorite Super Bowl halftime show performances by any means, but it was definitely a good one, especially reading up on it and researching on how, like, what the people with the masks meant and why he went into that really light area it was it's really cool do your research on it if uh you haven't heard anything about it basically it's just how artists these days are blinded by the lights and the fame and they lose sense of who they are as a person so yeah it's super cool it's an interesting topic to look up and it's just been busy i got a new tattoo i spent a lot of my weekend up in piqua because of the tattoo and the MMA because my MMA gym is up there so all in all super fantastic weekend jam-packed full of activities and just things to do it was it was a very very good weekend
But I also read a couple studies that I wanted to talk to you guys about. And the first one was about childhood diet and its lifelong impact on your gut microbiome. So there's a scientific study done on mice. Yes, so take it with a grain of salt. It ha- it was It's only been done on mice. But it showed that mice being exposed to a higher fat and sugar diet as a child can alter their gut microbiome for life. Not just for a couple years, but for life. And this could cause a whole lot of issues because it it was so undiverse that it caused a lot of digestive and autoimmune issues so put that into your life today maybe you grew up in a highly processed super high sugar high fatty food household you could potentially again take the study with a grain of salt have an altered gut microbiome and if you don't know what the gut microbiome is, it's all the bugs and the bacteria and the yeast and the fungi that are in your stomach that help digest and process and utilize all the nutrients that we put in our body uh, from what we eat. And not only that, our stomach is where we produce the majority of our serotonin. So you got to think about it. Am I? If you grew up in that household... And you're looking at a lot of, uh, like, seasonal depression is a really real thing. And it's a huge thing that happens, especially this time of year in Ohio where it's so dark and snowy and gloomy that are is it heightened because of how you are raised with your food? That would be a question to ask yourself because that's a, that's a super interesting topic to look into. The gut microbiome is such a new phenomenon even nowadays and it's been they've been doing research on it for years now but we still don't know much about the gut microbiome and what actually happens within our stomach a lot of people say the gut is the second brain a lot of people say excuse me a lot of people say if we don't have a healthy gut and if our gut microbiome isn't to its fullest capacity that could cause a lot of stress within the body which could lead to a host of other issues. So it's just some food for thought. That's a cool study that I was reading up on. It was done by, let me see if I can't find it real quick. It was done by the University of California, the Riverside. So it was an interesting read. I would highly recommend it. Uh, I found it on Science Daily. And then the other study I wanted to bring to you today also that I read this week was about exercising one arm can maintain the muscle on the opposite arm and has a decreased uh, muscle atrophy effect on that opposite arm. So if you've ever been in a cast, if you've ever been in a splint, something that's immobilized whatever body part you would like to think of, you notice once you get out of that cast, your leg is or your leg your arm whatever it may be is significantly smaller than the other one because when you're not using the the body part the muscle tends to atrophy unless you take precautions to try and prevent that now a new study comes out by the uh Edith Con 
Co Cohen University, sorry, Ed Edith Cohen University, by Professor Professor Nosaka, coming out saying that if you focus on the eccentric exercise of the opposing limb, you can maintain the muscle strength and the muscle definition of that opposing arm, the arm that's in the cast, the arm that's in the splint, the arm that needs rehabbed. And that's just such a cool that's a that's a pretty huge thing for modern day modern day rehab and for medicine and physical therapy. Because if we can jump on the opportunity quick enough after you injure whatever it may be and train that opposing limb accordingly, that can significantly reduce the the post cast the post immobilization of that injured joint i just think that's crazy I, that's that is so interesting such an interesting concept that i've never really thought of and of course it makes sense your body is all interconnected so the fact that uh working on the other limb could help that hurt limb makes sense but they, I just read a study about it, and it was super, super cool. But there's a couple big things I have going on this week, it is. That is, uh, it's my last soccer game today. So I'm super excited. I don't know if I'll be able to go there or not because I don't know if the game's at 7 p.m. or 9 p.m. like it normally is. But hopefully I can go to my uh my soccer game tonight hopefully nothing is preventing me from doing that as well as my son is starting baseball so that's super cool i've never been a baseball guy I've pl i played when i was younger but i was so bad at it i couldn't even hit the ball off the tee so seeing my being able to see my son work on and try and play baseball is going to be cool it's going to be a learning experience for me because that means i have to step up my game to help him grow as a player. I also I'm also planning on putting him in soccer once soccer season starts. So he's going to be jam-packed with sports and school and hanging out with his family. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be it's going to be an awesome couple months. I can't wait to see how he grows especially cuz he's turning 4 next month. It's going to be an absolute blast of these next couple months. Hopefully uh he really does enjoy baseball, and he continues to do it, or whatever sport it may be. But getting him started with baseball is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a huge learning experience for me. And hopefully he enjoys it enough to keep doing it. And, he, again, he's so young, he uh, probably won't care as long as he's doing something outside. But trying to set those early seeds of health and wellness for him to continue to be active and moving around especially in this day and age with tablets and tvs and phones and all of these other technolo technologies that can really impede our overall movement all righty getting into our questions today i i put out a post on facebook asking for some questions this is going to be the first time I look at them, so you'll get my in-person raw answer and we'll go from we'll go from there. So, question number 
one by Tasha. How much water should I drink and how much is too much? So the typical rule of thumb for that, Tasha, is going to be drink half your body weight in ounces of water. Now, that could change depending on your activity level, what you do. If you train hard, if you do circuit training versus just a walk, your body may need more or less water depending on the situation. You should have light yellow to almost clear urine. So that's a good way to judge if you are dehydrated or not. And if you have clear urine, it's you're in the clear. You shouldn't drink a lot more than that unless, of course, you go and exercise. Then you may need that extra water as well. So good rule of thumb, half your body weight in ounces. And when if you pee clear, then you're more than likely hydrated enough and you should dial back with what you got. Christy asks, are carbs bad? Also, vitamin and supplement info. So, Christy, carbs are not bad. It's how and what type of carbs you eat. Now, when a lot of people a lot of people say carbs are bad because a lot of highly processed foods are heavy in carbohydrate carbohydrates and sugar. So, if we're looking at it strictly from a whole food diet, so whole food, non-heavily processed, carbs are not bad. You just need to figure out what how many carbs works best for your body. Again, if you're a, an explosive strength athlete, you're going to need more carbohydrates versus the marathon runner that may u- utilize all of their uh, carbs and glycogen to where they'd be running more off of that uh, the ketogenics and the, the ketone effects. So for the average person, a good mixture of everything is fantastic for the body as well as it doesn't cause you any di- digestive harm. And as long as you are in a good caloric intake, carbohydrates are not bad. In regards to losing weight, as long as you're in a calorie deficit and eating whole natural foods, that is your best bet for losing weight. And, of course, carbohydrates are not an essential nutrient. So making sure you have enough fats and proteins to survive is the most important in regards when you're cutting down calories to lose weight. Carbs may be the first one uh, that has to go. Vitamin and supplement info. So... Depending on the person, uh, magnesium is a fantastic supplement to take, especially if you feel like you're not recovering enough or maybe your sleep's off. That is a hands down one of the best supplements to take for that particular scenario. Uh, In regards to overall health and wellness, if you're not eating enough omega-3 fatty acids, so that's your fish, that's your nuts, you may need to take an omega-3 supplement because if your joints are hurting, that could be a sign of not having enough omega-3 fatty acids. Also, vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, all of those things are good immune-boosting supplements. But again, if you're eating whole natural food, 
chances are you might not need a lot of supplements. And again, it there could be that outlier that may need a lot more supplements than the other person. But figure out what you're deficient in and work from there. Uh, try and get it from a high-quality source. High-quality sourced uh, vitamins are essential to proper utilization and minimization of damaging effects to your body. A couple brands I could recommend is Equalife. Equalife is a fantastic company that has vitamins and mineral products. Perium has fantastic products that have the vitamins and minerals that you need for your body. And I, I used to use a GNC supplement that was a vitamin and mineral supplement. Uh, you could go to your local GNC so store and look for it there. So thank you, Christy. I appreciate you asking your question. Let's see. Our final question is from Michelle. I'm interested in learning more about fasting. Is it good for your body? What intervals are you suggesting, suggested, and how often? So there are two types of fasts. There is a intermittent fast, and there is a prolonged fast. First things first, neither of these fasting modalities should be meant used to lose weight that is not the point of these type of that is not the point of fasting a lot of people say that starving back in the day people would say that starving themselves now fasting is important in regards to detaching yourself from food maybe it's a spiritual practice but it is not a weight loss practice your body creates new blood cells during fasting uh, specifically prolonged fasts. Uh, it reduces inflammation when you fast. That's both intermittent fasting and a prolonged fast. It resensitizes your body to insulin. So if you built up an insulin resistance, uh, maybe doing a prolonged fast or an intermittent fast could potentially help that. As well as it gives you perspective of how much food you are actually eating, specifically with the intermittent fasting. So usually with intermittent fasting, you eat for eight and fast for 16. So let's say you start your day at 8 p.m. or 10 p.m. Let's do 10 p.m. Your last, you can eat up until 6 p.m., eight hours, right? Yeah, that should be right. Or if you start at 12 p.m., you have till 8. And then you can't eat until that next, uh, the next time that 8 a or that 12 p 12 a.m., 12 p.m. comes around. Sorry. So I highly recommend it. Again, it's not a weight loss modality. It is more for spiritual practice and maybe resensitizing your body to food and protein and nutrients. 
I would not recommend it for weight loss. A, a side effect could be weight loss, but that is not what it is for. And I personally use intermittent fasting, and I uh, have used prolonged fasting as well. Anywhere between one to three days for a pro prolonged fast is ideal. Uh, again, work with the discipline and the control that you have for yourself and how you feel. I've done up. To, I've done a forty-eight hour fast. That's the longest I've gone, and it was it was a very eye-opening experience. I was not expecting it to be such an eye-opening experience until I reached the I reached probably hour 40 then I was like dang I don't really I haven't really want needed food up until this point so what do I do now and then I hit hour 48 and I was like all right I'm starting to get hungry again so reintroducing that food you need to start slow and then work your way up as you go along because two days without food is a long time and your body may not be used to digesting anymore so you may have uh, poor digestion for the first meal unless you do it properly. Start small, get your veggies and your smoothies in, and that could help you ease back into eating. But again, not weight loss, more for spiritual and detaching from food. That is all I got, guys. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed if you did, leave a like rating review on whatever platform you're listening on, and I will see you in the next one. Have a beautiful day. Bye.